Hello, everybody, and welcome to the ninth episode of Spiked, the OTL football podcast. Uh, my name is Jack Brittle. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Robert Vona. How are you doing, Robert? Good. I'm glad to be on the eighth episode of Spiked. Oh. <laughs> you know what? As soon as, as soon as the episode started, I was like, fuck, I don't know what, what number we're on. So I was like, oh, okay, um, well, let's go with nine. Nope. Okay. Great start. Great start. Huge start. Huge start. Don't even know what episode I'm on. We're on. Yeah, it's just it's it's that point of, of the year. You know, everybody's consumed with school and football and just you, you know, you lose track of some things. Yeah. It's the way it goes. Uh well, anyways, um we got a good uh, we got a pretty good slate of uh football games going on this weekend, I think. Um week two kind of provided some interesting storylines um you know i don't know if there was as many upsets as week one but there there was definitely um there's definitely some teams that out of the gate look pretty good that you know we're we were not expecting to be where they are now and um yeah we'll, we'll, we'll talk about some of that um yeah i guess i just wanted to start with some of the main takeaways from uh from this week and um I think probably my favorite game this week that I watched was the, uh, the Sunday nighter where the Ravens, I would say upset the the chiefs and uh, Lamar got his first win against uh, Patty Mahomes. So what did you think about this game? Yeah. Huge upset. Uh, I thought Kansas city was going to come in and kind of take it to him. I thought it'd be a close game. Cause I all like, I, I never really count out Baltimore. But uh, I was pretty surprised that they came away with it. Uh, Lamar, you know, opening drive, I'm pretty sure he threw a pick six or he threw an interception, right? Yep. And uh, I was like, oh, here we go. Like, what a start. But, yeah, they pulled through. I mean, they out- they held him to zero points in the fourth quarter. Um, you know, they-, they looked good. They kind of just found a way, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, <clears throat> I thought Lamar, um, I think he played definitely his best game against Mahomes. Um, he ran the ball, you know, really well as, as he usually does, but I think he had some pretty impressive throws too. I think that, that throw where he was kind of, uh, rolling out of the pocket to his right and, and threw a dart to the end zone. I was pretty impressed with that. Um, you know, and I think that he's probably just motivated by, by all the people that are saying, you know, cause there's still people out there that go Lamar's, he's just a running back and he's not an accurate passer and, so to get that monkey off his back, I think is really good for him. And, um, you know, I think, I think that the, obviously what won them the game was their decision to go for it on fourth down. I'm sure everybody saw that clip of, uh, of Harbaugh, you know, yeah. asking him, do you want to go for it? And, uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, to me, like that was a no brainer because you don't want to give the ball back to Mahomes with what was there? Like there was at least like a minute left. Yeah. And yeah. it was like, and I mean, yeah, if there's any Mahomes. time left on the clock and it's in Mahomes' hand, you're, yeah, you're taking a risk. You know what it, I mean? It, so. It's, it's the same thing with like Brady. You know what I mean? You don't want to give the ball to Brady <clears throat> that late in the game. So I think that was, uh, that was a great decision by them. And mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, they're, they're, the Ravens are one and one. And, um, this was the, uh, the Chiefs' first loss with Mahomes in September. So, yep. Um, I think you know, a really a really big thing to take away from this, and I'm probably going to mention this a few times in this episode, but um, there's a stat out there about teams that start the season off 0 and 2, 
so the average 0-2 team ends up with 5.8 wins and 10.2 losses losses on the year. So, you know, you're not making you're not making the playoffs if no. uh, if you start 0-2 essentially. From what I see here, it says there's 332 teams to start the season off 0-2 in the 16 game era. And 36 of them went on to the playoffs. So 11% of the teams that start mm-hmm. going to end up finding a way to the playoffs. Yeah, it's rare. I, I remember a couple a couple seasons ago when Houston, I think they started like 0-4 and yeah. they somehow made the playoffs. And that was like unbelievable. But yeah. <clears throat> definitely, the, you know, the odds are just stacked against you um, because, you know, you got to win. The, you got you to gotta go on at least a two-game winning streak just to get to 500. And that's hard, yep. you know. It is. So... I think it, it's that's huge for the Ravens. And, um, you know, I'm not going to st- extrapolate too much from the Chiefs being one and one. I'm not, you know, I, I don't think it, I'm not worried. You should be right. No, I don't think anybody's worried. No, <laughs> it was a very close game. Um, they're up against the Chargers at Arrowhead next week. That'll be a great game. That's one I'm definitely looking forward to this week. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, Moving on, you have this. <laughs> I thought this was kind of funny. You put this down just as everyone's everyone hurt. is hurt. Yeah, everyone. If you played NFL football last week, chances are you got hurt. I I couldn't even put together all the names that got hurt because there were so many. But just some of the big ones we have here: Tua. Uh, he's no longer playing next week. Jarvis Landry landed on the IR. Landry landed. To, did there mm. and uh Carson Wentz sprained both ankles not one but both and he's not going to be suiting, suiting up next week so I don't know it was just the the injury bug really took it to everybody last week yeah um I mean even OBJ he's been injured since the start of the season um I need this guy on my fantasy team so please uh, get well soon <laughs> Odell if you're listening to this uh Odell's doctor if you're listening to this help us out yeah that, that should be his motivation. Yeah, <laughs> please. Um, speaking of fantasy teams, dude, I don't know if you heard about um, the, the Raiders kicker, Daniel Carlson, how he, he beat himself. himself. Yeah. Or he beat himself. Yeah, whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was hilarious. That's so surreal, like going up against yourself. And fan- I wonder if he knew that going into the week. Like, I know. I'm, imagine looking, imagine like drafting your <laughs> your fantasy NFL team and you're like, I'll just draft myself. Oh, no big deal. <laughs> um, yeah, but a lot, of, yeah, a lot of quarterbacks. In, I mean, um, Big Ben, um, Andy Dalton. So you know, Justin Fields getting the start against Cleveland, and we were talking about this before uh, we started recording. But that's going to be one hell of an introduction in the NFL for Justin Fields. Um, Welcome to the league. Yeah, um, Tyrod Taylor. So we have, um, sorry, well, remind me of his name again, Rob. The, the Davis Mills. Davis Mills, um, starting for Houston on uh, Thursday. That game will have already been played by the time this episode's out. But so I don't know. We'll see how he how he does. Um, he was drafted in the third round in this year's draft out of Stanford. So, and he's going up against. Uh, Carolina team that has allowed less than 20 points. I think they're the only mm. team to do so in uh, through the, through the first two weeks. So that's uh, that's going to be interesting. Um, I'm interested to see how he does. Yeah, uh, maybe we'll have our uh, 
friend of the show, Nate Kennedy, come on and talk about his uh, his Panthers uh, at some point. Yeah, because um, I don't know they <clears throat> they uh, you know definitely Sam Darnold, uh, you know he looks way better than he ever did with the Jets. Yeah, uh, he looks sharp. You know, and uh, that's I mean I, that's not really surprising, but. I think the biggest takeaway is like, yeah, how good the offense is, but like, look at their defense. It's, it's, it's like the best in the league at this point. Right. Yeah. Well, you just mentioned about that stat. So, um, you know, and uh, when you have Adam Gase as your head coach, that's just, (laughs) I don't know. You you need to, you need to get in a better situation. And he did for, for, he did for himself. Yeah. Got that week one win against his former team. That was, that was big statement game um yeah just looking at all the injuries here man uh, it's uh uh who else do we have here um yeah you mentioned jarvis landry um you know so it's not just quarterbacks a lot of receivers too i know tj watt kind of left the game because he had like a groin injury or something like that and i think deontay johnson just escaped like an injury like i don't know it was just madness in week two, everybody was everybody was destined to get hurt. It seemed like uh, Damian Harris is questionable for the Patriots, which is everyone. Uh, every, everyone they're just dropping like flies. I don't know what it was. Maybe yeah. it was like the grass or something. Like I don't know, maybe, yeah. maybe the ground was too soft or something. I don't know. It's just but it was dropping. Yeah, a lot of storylines with with that. You know, because <laughs> whenever somebody no, I wasn't talking about the grass, but <laughs> see this grass. It's a, it's a conspiracy, man. Grass, um, man. Roger Goodell. Yeah. No. Um. No. I just meant with you know. I mean, whenever somebody gets injured, obviously you hate to see it happen, but you know, somebody ends up taking their place, and it creates an avenue for for somebody else to to make a name for themselves, especially when it comes to quarterbacks. In so, New England. Um, yeah, in New England. Yeah. Uh, actually, I could be wrong, but it it might be. 20 years it no you know what it is it's 20 years to the day where drew bledsoe got injured and tom brady got put into the game against the jets 20 years today so on september 23rd 2001 2000. yep drew the nfl bledsoe. was the nfl changed forever. the nfl was never the same gives me goosebumps talking about it that's crazy. I know. It was 20 years ago. Wow. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. It's a it, sign. It's not like I had the date memorized or anything. I <laughs> yeah. saw it. On, uh, we, we need to record a podcast on September 23rd. That's on my that's on my calendar every year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here's my birthday and then the, the day yeah. so went down. And that's it. There's only two days that matter. Yeah, literally. But yeah. uh Speaking of Tom Brady, uh, did you by any chance see that Bucks game? I did. I watched almost all of it, actually. Yeah, that was uh, a clinic, to say the least. Well, um, you, know, you know what's funny is at one point it was like 28-25 Bucks, mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah. oh, okay, maybe this is, you know, maybe, maybe we're, we're in for a, an upset or something. But then Matt Ryan threw two consecutive pick sixes and – so, sorry, Curtis, but uh... <laughs> it's just, I don't know, man. What, what I really took away from that was just like, you know, watching just 
the offensive line work. Like, I'm not even joking. Tom Brady could, like, make a sandwich in the pocket <laughs> and still have time to throw the ball. I know. Like, I don't know. The way, like, how do you beat a team like that? How do you stop that? If, you, if you're giving the guy three or four seconds in the pocket, never mind Tom Brady, like, how do you yeah, beat Yeah, anybody. That? You I give really anybody that, that long. Yeah. But I don't know, man. That, that, they look scary. I know it was close up until like halftime or whatever, the fourth quarter, but mm. man. No, it didn't end up close at all. Yeah, not even close. And I don't know, man. They look, I know a lot of people are saying Super Bowl favorites and like undefeated season, but you know, it could to, happen. To, it could very well happen. Like I was going to say, like to go undefeated all 17 weeks, like that's tough. And oh, it's it's super tough. But if you look at their schedule, uh, they have one of the easiest graded schedules in the NFL. I mean, yep. I think one of their toughest games is actually coming up this week. Um, the Rams in L.A., that's a game that they, they could lose. But, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's very evenly matched. So, you know, if they were going to lose a game, it'd probably be that one. I think, you know, Buffalo, if they play Buffalo later in the year, that'll be a tough game. Um, but not many games where you go, yeah, that that's, you know, that, that, that could very well be a loss. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, listen, I take it with a grain of salt because Atlanta's not a great team, but you know, that's what the good teams too. They do. They beat up on good teams. You know, they, they take care of business when, when they need to. So. Yeah, I, I a hundred percent agree. Um, you know, what, what makes a team good, as good as beating good teams are, like you said, you got to take care of business and it's not like playing down to your competition, you know? Yeah. So, because I don't know, man, they just look, they look so sharp. Yeah, they really do. Um, you know, and, and I even said before the season started, I said, you know what, they're going to, they're going to be a better team than last year because last year they started the season with, you know, no, no, no training camp, no preseason, whatever. And, you know, Brady was with a new team and he hadn't yet, you know, really become accustomed to, to playing with those guys. And, you know, now they have a Super Bowl championship under their belt, a normal off season. So, yeah, I, it was pretty, pretty much exactly what I expected out of them, honestly. Yeah. What I didn't expect out of a certain someone was four interceptions on the day, however. Oof. And that certain someone would be Mr. Zach Wilson of the New York Jets. I'll say I was expecting like two or something, you know, but because you know the Patriots' uh, secondary is very good, um, mm-hmm. but I wasn't expecting it to be that bad. I mean, it was just I don't know, man. Like, listen, I'm not I'm not saying like. Zach Wilson is is a bum or he's a bust. No, like, come on, no, we're two games not. in here, man. You know, no. but but at the same time, it's like, whoa, I, yeah. But you know what? I, looking at some of these plays where he threw picks, I'm looking down the field. I'm like, no one's open, man. Like, I don't know what he's supposed to do. Yep. You know, that's, um, that's very true. I think there was definitely some some forced throws, but you know, it's tough because when you're trying to when you're trying to get your team going, you, you, you know, you try stuff that's not high, high percentage plays, but I don't know. It's tough, but you know, the, the Patriots definitely needed that win. Um, 
you know, I was pretty disappointed with after week one because I think they definitely could have won that game against Miami, if not for uh, if not for the fumbles, the key fumble at the end of the game by Damian Harris. But he bounced back. I don't know if you saw that touchdown that he had, where he broke like, you know, like seven Five tackles. tackles. Was it? Yeah, I can't it remember. It was something crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was that was very impressive. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, like I've been, I've been pretty, um, pretty impressed with Mac Jones. But what a lot of people have been talking about, um, especially, you know, in in uh, the the Patriots circles, are there's not a lot of uh, not a lot of deep ball in their offense so far. It's right. all kind of dinking and dunking with 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 Mac, and um, I don't I don't exactly know why that is. Um, I don't know if they're not confident in in his ability to throw the deep ball but i don't know it just seems a little i mean i guess it's it's similar to to you know the offense that they had with uh um with brady you know when 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 brady was in new england they weren't throwing a lot of deep balls either but i don't know that'll be interesting to see i think that'll be something to watch yeah it's Uh, probably just integrating him into the system and they don't want to take things um take things too fast you know mm-hmm. i mean at the same time too like really looking at the roster who's their deep threat option my best bet would be nelson Aguilar. yeah right so i mean i don't know it's just one of three receivers that kind of gives you that option to go deep and if he's not there like obviously nobody else is there but yeah you know i i'm, I'm not where i wouldn't be too worried about that to be quite honest with you as long as they're winning games i'm not complaining yeah yeah, uh, Mac went twenty-two thirty for one hundred and eighty-six yards, um, and it says here the Patriots currently rank 29th in the NFL with just one hundred and eighty yard air yards through their first two contests. Um, wow. According according to NFL Next Gen stats, Jones has an intended yards average on throws of just five point six, the third lowest average in the league. So, you know, that's pretty low. Very. Wow, um, that's that's very surprising. Five point yeah. six yards. But you know, I think the, the 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 flip side of that is he's not forcing the ball down the field at all. He's exactly, taking yeah. he's taking what the defense has given him, and unlike Zach Wilson, he was he wasn't you know blowing the game for his team. So <laughs> he's not throwing four interceptions. So yeah. And He's you know what? Shape. New York could have picked him at number two. Just putting it out there. They passed passed him up. We'll we'll look back at this in like a couple of years and we'll see yeah. how well that aged. Hopefully it ages well. Yeah. I'm sure. I know. I'm I'm making I'm making these huge uh assumptions based on two games, but whatever. That's that's Extre- what we're extremely hot takes incoming. That's what our job is. Yeah, like flaming hot, white <laughs> hot takes incoming. Brady's washed up. Uh, so washed. Uh, over they're gonna eight. they're gonna go uh, they're gonna go two and fifteen <laughs> this season. We're gonna get blown out by the Rams, and uh, yeah. you know Jacksonville's gonna storm back and win, win the Super straight. Bowl. Yeah. No big deal. Oh, Trevor man. Lawrence, Super Bowl MVP, MVP. You name it. 
everything. He's going to be defensive player of the year too. Like yeah. Yeah, I, ha- I have an in with urban Meyer and he said, uh, <laughs> Trevor Lawrence is going to suit up at, at defensive. Back. No, actually they're going to sign Tim Tebow again. <laughs> and again. then he's Trevor Lawrence is going to go down. Then Tim Tebow is going to play and he's going to be win the Super Bowl with them. It's just that easy. Like it's, yeah. it's just like they drew it up, you know, mm-hmm. that's so funny. But um, other than that, there's, there's a couple other teams that um, I was really surprised with. I think we were both surprised with um, that are, that have pretty good records and have had some impressive wins over the last two weeks. Uh, one of which being the Las Vegas Raiders who are one of two uh, teams in the AFC that are undefeated. They beat, um, they, they beat, they beat the Ravens in a, a Monday night game and they beat, Rob's Pittsburgh Steelers last week. Um, pain. Sorry. Yeah, pain. I was just going to say. It hurts. You know what? I'm not going to like going into that game. Um, I really thought coming off of a win against Buffalo and being at home, um, you know, Pittsburgh was going to kind of take it to him. Boy, I was I wrong. People did. Yeah. Boy, was I wrong. Um, you know, Josh Jacobs obviously wasn't playing, but Derek Carr is leading the um league in passing yards after two he's, weeks he's in the mvp conversation right now yeah i don't know man like i don't know if i was watching a different raiders team but they looked good i'm not gonna lie um the offense was all right you know i don't think they even scored a touchdown in the first half but you know that, that pass rush is a lot better than i originally thought yeah and uh you know it keeps you in the games, right? I think a lot of people were um, were doubting their their defense this year. I, I think that that was kind of the thing that people were harping on was they hadn't improved their defense enough. But you know they've consistently made big plays. Yeah, uh, you know you remember in the um, in the uh, the overtime of the um, the first the game against the Ravens, and you know that was the play that changed the game. The defense got the ball back, and yep. So. I think that could be a recipe for success for, uh, you know, for the Raiders. And I think that's kind of the conversation that, that we're having now is uh, kind of, are, are these two and O teams pretenders or contenders? Yeah. So what, so what do you, got... yeah. What do you think about the Raiders? I mean, like I said, I, I was really impressed with how their defense is playing. Um, I think, you know, the offense will kind of figure itself out as, as the season goes on, but, you know, looking ahead, just like at their schedule next week, they got the dolphins at home and two is obviously not playing. Um, you know, they play the bears once they play the Eagles, the giants, Washington, the Cowboys. Yeah. They, um, got, they got the NFCs. Yeah. So, and they also play the Colts. So, hmm. I mean, you know, I, I, Some tough I wouldn't games say in like, there. yeah, I wouldn't say they're like contenders, but I'd say they're like, um, I don't know. Like they're, they're not a bad team. They're like, they're not, they're not an average team. I like they're above average. They're above average. Yeah. I think yeah. at, at this point, if, if they continue to play like they do, I think they should make the playoffs. Yeah. As a wild card, because as I as a wild card, see them sustaining like, Kansas City, even that's though they're the, out of them right now. That's the tough thing, right? Is 
you got, you know, you got two games against Kansas City, two games against the Chargers. And even Denver. <laughs> even Denver. They're the other 2 and 0 team. The other 2 and 0 team in the AFC. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, for me, I think if they want to make the playoffs, they'd have to at least split the season series between both the Chiefs and the Chargers. They have to take one win from both of those teams. Yep. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, I on the on the other hand though, the Broncos, uh, I'm pretty confident in them that they can make some noise. Um, you know, Teddy has been playing great. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, the defense is solid. And mind you, okay, they have played two pretty, you know, crappy teams. Yeah. But and next week they got the the Jets, but you know. It's like we said before, like this is the same case with the Raiders. I know I'm giving it two different approaches here, but you know, good teams, you take care of business and then you deal with the hard teams or like the better teams when you get there. Right. Yeah. Like they too also have the NFC East this year. They play the lions. Um, you know, I, I, I don't see why they can't continue this to be quite honest with you. Yeah. I mean, again, similar to the Raiders, I think their defense looks really good. And, um, you know, Teddy Bridgewater, um, I don't know how many people were expecting him to, to play as well as he has so far. Um, and I, yeah, I think they have, like he said, you know, the jets, that's a pretty easy game. Um, but you know, Ravens, Steelers, I mean, they, they play the AFC, uh, AFC North. So that'll be, that'll be a challenge. I'll say this. I think I, I believe I'm more sold on the Raiders than I am with the, with the Broncos. Broncos. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. I, like you said, defense have been playing great in the offenses. It's getting there, but I think me personally, I'm a little more sold on the Broncos, Mm -hmm. but uh, you know, I find they're both in very similar situations. Like they're both two and oh, they're both in the same division. They both got pretty similar schedules lined up. Mm -hmm. So I think what, what puts it over the top for me is, I think I honestly really think Derek Carr is a good quarterback. I think that he's just, you know, not been put it consistently put in a good situation for him to succeed. So I think that this year, if 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 the rest of the team continues to play to you know what they the the standard that they've been playing so far, I think that they have a really good chance. Yeah. So of the four other two and O teams here, aside from the Raiders and the Broncos, which ones would you say are contenders? Well, the Bucks are obviously contenders. Um, the Cardinals, I'm, you know, I don't know. I need to see them play some, some. Uh, I, I mean, I was very, I was impressed with their win against, uh, certainly against their win against Tennessee. Um, you know, I don't know how impressive the, uh, the. Um, who did they play last week? The Vikings, right? Yep. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know how impressive that is, but um, I think they have a good. They they I, I would I would I would put them more as contenders than pretenders for sure. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm on the same page. Kyler Murray's been playing great, and I really mm-hmm. like what their pass rush is doing. So yeah. I I definitely throw them into contenders. Yeah. And um, other than that, I think. 49ers, yeah, yeah, I would. I, I think you know, fully healthy. I think they're definitely a Super Bowl contender. 
Me too. I um, completely agree. And, you know, knocking off the third team from that division, the Rams, who are also 2-0. I'd definitely yeah. throw them into contenders. Oh, that, definitely. I think other other than the Bucks, they would probably be favorites in the in the NFC. Mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford's looked incredible. Obviously, their their pass rush is amazing as always. Their defense as a whole is just amazing. yeah, yeah. I mean, you have two superstars, right? One, you know, Aaron Donald, and 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 then you know uh, Jalen Ramsey in the sec in the secondary. So. Yeah, um, and then the other one is uh, the Panthers. Panthers. Yeah, we we talked about it before. Like their defense is playing great, and their offense. I mean, they have one of the best running backs in the league. They got a good receiving core, and their quarterback is doing exactly what they planned he would do when they traded for him. Mm-hmm. Right, so everything's rolling smooth in Carolina right now. But I don't know. Um, they have a really tough back end of their schedule. I will also got to play like they got to play Tampa twice. They gotta, exactly. And, and I think, they I think they, I think they Buffalo. play Tampa within like, uh, three weeks of each other twice within three weeks of each other. So yeah. Week 15 and week seven or sorry, week 16 and week 18, they yeah. play, uh, Tampa and then they got Buffalo in there, Arizona, mm-hmm. um, New England, yeah, so their their schedule's really back back heavy. So mm-hmm. I could see them going on a run and then kind of you know it kind of bouncing out near the end of the near the end of the season. But um, yeah, I like what I like what they have too. Um, I would say though, if I had to rank them, if I had to rank these teams from who's the biggest contenders to who's the biggest pretenders i would say um bucks number one rams number two um 49ers cardinals raiders and broncos that's what i that would be my rankings from most likely to be contending to not least likely yeah i think i would i'm definitely sticking with you with bucks at one uh definitely rams at two I think that I don't really think there's any disputing that with anybody. Yeah. Um, I'm going to put the Cardinals at three just because I've been very, very surprised with how Kyler Murray has been playing. Mm-hmm. Um, then I'm going to go with the 49ers because I think fully healthy, they're better than the Panthers. Yeah. Then I'll put the Panthers at fourth and then I'll go Broncos Raiders. So that's fair. Pretty similar, just a few teams flip flopped. Yeah. 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 So, you know, that was basically our um our main kind of takeaways from um from not only this week, but you know, the the first two weeks of the NFL season. Um so I guess now we can get back to the little uh business as usual. Yeah, business as usual for uh the survivor pool that we got going on. We're still alive. Two weeks down, 15 more to go. We are. We're 16 more to go because I keep thinking there's 17 weeks. Um, I know. We've knocked off four pretty good teams here. Jack, you've taken the Bucks and the Browns, and I've taken the Rams and the Packers. Um, you know, the Browns pretty much took care of business last week. 
Um, and Detroit was hanging around for the first half, but I mean, they got outscored 21 to zero in the second half. So yeah, that, that tells you everything you need to know. Uh, going into week three, however, it's a little bit more of a toss up than I originally thought looking at some of these games. It is. And especially because we, I think we both picked um, some pretty good teams the first two weeks. But hey, I'd rather be safe than sorry. I know exactly. I was gonna take I was gonna take the Bears last week, but you know, well, it's just not it's not the time, in my opinion. You know, we were talking about this before. Like you can you can go there's different strategies you can have with this, right? Like you can be really um conservative early on and then you know just get the good teams out of the way and then and then you start having to take more risks, or you can really save up those those good teams and, and, you know, use them for, for later. But for me, this is my first time doing this. So I don't know. I, I guess I'm trying to do a mix, a mix of both. Um, but I think this week, I don't know. I, I I've think kinda, I've kind of narrowed it down to two. Yeah, teams. me too. Me too. I don't know. Do you want to go first? Sure. So I'd say probably my safest pick this week is probably Buffalo mm-hmm. and of course Denver, but I don't know. I kind of want to get Buffalo out of the way because like you said, there's so many different strategies, but one of the things I find is like, let, let's say for example, you save up all these good teams, right? Yeah. There comes, there comes a point where like, you know, later on in the year, they're going to be resting people because they've already clinched. Mm-hmm. Right. And I know that it probably like, that'll probably come into effect. Like, the last three weeks of the season or whatever it may be. But I find it's better to use them now that they're kind of like getting into the groove. Yeah. And that way you let the teams that maybe aren't as good as a Buffalo or like a Tampa or whatever, you let them get into the groove. So that way in the middle of the season, they're kind of in, in mid season form literally. Mm -hmm. Right. And then you can bang them out there and then you kind of just figure it out the last few weeks, but you got to get there in the first place. Um, the two teams I'm looking at, Buffalo and the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I said last week, I had my two picks down to Green Bay and Chicago, and I went with Green Bay because it was the safer pick. Um, I don't know. I got a lot of faith in Vegas this week. I'm leaning towards the Raiders, too. I, I kind of had to narrow it narrowed down to – I was thinking about picking Kansas City because I'm thinking there's no way they can lose two in a row – especially when this game's at Arrowhead, but I don't know. Like I have, I think the chargers are really good this year and obviously they lost a really close game to the Cowboys. Um, so I think there's a real possibility of an upset there, but I think, I think I'm going to go, I think I'm going to have to go with the Raiders. I think that's the safest pick. They're at home two us out, I guess, or, no, who's Jacoby Brissett? Yeah, I was gonna say, I, yeah, it is Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, um, Patriots legend. Uh, so, hey, he did win. Uh, I think he won like two games for us when the Brady was suspended for the whole the Flake Gate stuff. So the Flake Gate. Hey, man, he's he's edged his name into Patriots history. Exactly. So. <laughs> Never forget. Um, but yeah, so. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the Raiders. Okay. Okay. 
I, I really want to take him too. Um, oh, but you know what? Down like see now, but now I'm looking and the the cards against the Jags that looks like a pretty safe. Any any pretty much any any team against the <laughs> any Jags. Team playing Jacksonville is a good pick. Yeah. I was, you know, it's funny just quickly because uh, I was watching something. Um, I don't remember what it was. I think it was Shannon Sharp that brought it up. He said, which team is more hopeless, the Jags or the Falcons? And I can't remember who he was talking with, but uh, somebody said the Jags because like, you know, they, they won one game last year mm-hmm. and they got the first overall pick this year, obviously. And they rebuilt the team to a certain extent. And they're still like, you know, no, nothing's working. It seems like. And somebody put it as the two kind of guys on the team that are making the team work, that being Trevor Lawrence and Urban Meyer. They both like they it seems like they don't they don't know what they're doing. And they're kind mm-hmm. of just like lost out there. Mm-hmm. And then on the flip side, uh, somebody was saying Atlanta because they've been a good team. Like on paper, this team's good, mm-hmm. right? And okay, maybe not, maybe not so much this year, but the past two years or the past few years on paper, there's been a great team. Mm-hmm. And what have they accomplished? Nothing. And now yeah. they're off. They're both off to an own two start, obviously. And the mm-hmm. Falcons were like just there with the pot, with the bucks. Mm-hmm. So it's just, I don't know. What do you think? I would, I would say the Falcons because I think that, I think that Jacksonville is still very much in the process of rebuilding. Um, whereas Atlanta has kind of, like you said, like every year they, they put out a decent enough roster on paper, but every year they're just, they're just terrible. Like yeah. ever since, ever since that Super Bowl loss, they've just never been able to get back to that, you know, level of success. And, you know, again, it's like, do you, you don't, it's like, do you do a commit to a full rebuild or do you just do some tweaks you know, obviously they let go, they let go Julio, drafted Kyle Pitts, but you know Matt Ryan's going to be. I think his his, his time is is running out, um, either to retire or just you know play with another team. But so for me, I would say, I would say the Falcons are more hopeless because I think that they've been actively trying to be a good team and just failing, whereas. Jacksonville is clearly no one is expecting them to be good this year. I know they have Trevor Lawrence, but they have no literally no one else. So I would just build up their draft capital and and you know hope for the future, right? So yeah, I'm I'm definitely on the same page with you. Uh, it the the feel I get from Atlanta is just like they kind of they kind of remind me of the Leafs. It just seems like you could have all the pieces in the world, but like. It just ain't gonna happen. Like, like yeah, at least the Leafs are together. At, at least the Leafs are finished the season above five hundred. Most like that's that's very true. At, at least the Leafs make it to the playoffs, and Atlanta doesn't. They just they, they just they just choke in the playoffs, but Atlanta doesn't yeah. even make it there. So, <laughs> so look at the bright um, side here. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyways, I think I'm gonna double down with you, and I think I'm gonna take the Raiders as well. Mm-hmm. I think just the fact that Tua is out and the Raiders are playing pretty good at home, I think I'm going to go with them as well. Plus, it gives me it gives both of us the option to kind of, 
I guess, save up for like mm. better teams down the road. So see now I'm, now I'm, I'm reconsidering though. After a while, like I'm thinking maybe I should pick the cards. I feel like that's a safer pick, but maybe I should save them up. I don't know. Um, you know what? I think I'm, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to go with the Cardinals instead. Okay. Can I do that? Or did I lock in my pick before? (laughs) It's like violating the rules of survivor pool. (laughs) It's like, who wants to be a millionaire? Like, is that your final answer? I was never a big fan of that show, to be honest with you. I don't know. I kind of like it. I'd always be really proud when I like knew an answer and I'm like, oh yeah. Idiot. Yeah. Look at Boron, like there's a million dollars on the line, man. Like, come on. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay then. Yeah. The Cardinals. I just think the there's Raiders. no like I, I think I'm confident in both teams, but like there's no way the Cardinals are gonna lose to the, the Jags. Like, there's no way. Watch them do it, but well the where is know, the man. game? This, I think this it's, blows it's in Jacksonville. Or yeah, yeah, I still I don't think it's that. in Jacksonville. I don't think that's going to make a difference. Yeah, I don't, I don't really think that matters. Although a lot of people are calling it I, the first. The first article I see with this game is, "It's a trap." <laughs> Undefeated yeah. Cardinals not overlooking. So I don't know. Because next week the Cardinals clash with the Rams. Right. I don't want to be that guy to like overlook it or overthink it, even though I will definitely overthink like every single pick that I make in this survivor pool. But, um. Yeah, can I change my pick again? <laughs> Are you rocking back with the the, the silver well, and black? Well, now now that you told me that they're facing the Rams next week, that looks like a trap game for sure. Okay, I'm. Oh. So what's it gonna be? <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm going back with. I'm going back to the Raiders. I'm walk. I'm rocking with the Raiders. Just win, baby. That's that's my final answer. I'm locking it in. Final answer. All right, we're double. We're double downing. Yeah, doubling down on uh, on the Raiders this week. I really hope it pays off. Um, don't don't I, I think don't disappoint. Will. Don't let us down. I think I think we're good. I think we're good too, but I don't know. Josh Jacobs is out, but you know Kenyon Drake's there. Derek Carr has been playing good. Defense has been playing good. And also, Listen, like. Man. I don't think Miami has looked great in either of the games they played. I mean, certain. I know they beat the Patriots in Week One, but I don't even think they looked amazing in that game. And they certainly didn't look good against Buffalo last week. So yeah, yeah. I, I think just the fact that, like, you know, if if the Raiders can pull off that win against the Ravens at home, I'm pretty confident that they're yeah a pretty good pick whenever they're playing in Vegas. So I think so too. I'm going to go with them. Yeah. That, that, I'm just trying to like convince myself that this is a, a much better pick than it is. <laughs> gotta have faith. Gotta have faith, Rob. Yeah. I got faith. I got faith. faith Plus, they yourself. won on the road last week. Like I said, just coming back home, it's got, it's got to happen. It's got to happen. Yeah. Well, that just about wraps up our eighth episode eighth. of eighth. Yes. <laughs> Spiked, the OTL football podcast. And uh, yeah, that's. That's about it. Um, we'll be episodes from now on. I'd like to announce this formally. We'll be coming out 
um, every Friday at one o'clock, unless, you know, something crazy happens and we'll let you guys know. So, um, yeah, well, again, I'll, as always, I'll put all of our, you know, uh, the links to the website, the links to the website's social media pages, our personal pages, all that will be in the description. And, um, do you, what do we have coming up for the uh, football department? Let me take a look. So I know, uh, oh, how could I forget? We have another series coming out. Um, Mr. Daniel Federico, big, big football guy. Uh, he's going to be doing weekly recaps of OUA football. Um, I think it's pretty interesting. You know, I looked uh-huh. over the first one is out. So everybody listening, you can go check that out. It's pretty interesting because uh, to be quite honest, I don't follow OUA football. Yeah, neither do I. But I and uh, I, it's pretty good. You know what? If you're looking to get into, uh, you know, uh, collegiate sports in, in, in uh, you know, in Ontario, definitely check that out because that I think that would be a great place to start for, you know, if you don't know anything to get getting into that kind of stuff. So yeah, definitely check that out. Um, Other than that, I know we recently put out an article. Weeks um, one, two recap. Exactly. That was, that was very good as well. It was three takeaways from weeks one and two of uh, the NFL season. Definitely check that out. Yep. Um, just loads of football. I'm sure a lot more stuff will pop out. Obviously, yep. it's kind of just the way the season goes and whatever happens, happens. But yep. we got just, you covered, to say the least. Just follow OTL Sports CA on Instagram and Twitter, and you'll be notified um, whenever there's new, not just football, but anything uh, anything that we got coming out. You'll be notified when it's out. So. Definitely do that. Subscribe to the podcast. I'll leave a review if you can. And uh, yeah, that's about it. That'll uh, just about do it. So thank you everybody for listening and uh, we'll see you next week.